and saved to Jesus the Christ, we would ask if you would open your Bibles at this time to the letter to the church at Ephesus, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, beginning at verse number 17, I'll be reading from the English Standard Version, Ephesians chapter 4, beginning at verse 17, and I know that you have it by your amen. God bless you. Scripture reads, Now this I say, and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. That is not the way you learn Christ, assuming that you heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through your deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And give no opportunity to the devil. Let the people of God say amen. Amen, amen again. Amen. And give no opportunity to the devil. Amen. Turn to your neighbor. 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 Good morning, neighbor. Good morning, neighbor. Neighbor, for a subject this morning. For a subject this morning. Don't let, Don't let the devil ride. Amen. to be praised. We do thank the Lord for all that he has done. Isn't the Lord good God today? We thank him, I do personally, we thank him for giving me another opportunity to serve him. And for each and every one of you, for those of you who are part of the service of this church, amen. You ought to be thankful and glad that God has chosen you for his team. But this, this is another year. Another year to fulfill the assignment, another year to serve God's people for those of you who are serving. And I thank God for this pastor who's saying that you need to get up out the pew and serve the Lord. Romans 12 is clear in regard to these matters. The Bible says, I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in the one body, all the members do not have the same function. Colossians 3 ought to help somebody. And whatever you do, do it heartily. As to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord 
you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. God, God's been good to you, Great Commission. Amen. Yes, he has. God has been good to you. He has kept you, and our God has never left you. But I want you to know, don't, don't you fool yourself up in here. We have an enemy. We have an enemy. You know that enemy. He comes to kill. He comes to destroy. He comes to steal. He comes to take your joy. He comes to kill your kindness. He comes to destroy your life. And we've seen him in our lives on a daily basis. Many of you saw him this week. Family going well. Things are going well. And out of nowhere, you get a crazy phone call. Job doing fine. Ain't bothering nobody. Making your money. But then all of a sudden, here they come with a pink slip. Health is okay. You felt fine until you went to the doctor's office. You went to that visit and the doctor told you that things were not so well. We know the times in which we are living in, but, but early on, I want to say to you from Romans 8, you ought to be persuaded, no matter what happens in your life, that neither life, nor, come on now, nor death, nor, nor angels, nor principal, I don't care what's going on with you, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, stay with me, nor height, nor, nor depth, nor, nor, nor any other creature. I wish I had some help. Shall be, come on now shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Don't, don't let the devil, don't, don't let the devil ride. For those of you serving in ministry, understand that you're going to have a target on your back. As soon as you made up your mind to serve the Lord, here come the adversary. Here comes somebody talking crazy to you. You have ushered for, for two Sundays, but here they come. Here comes somebody sitting alongside of you, negative pessimism all the time. You've just been saved, trying to do right, and here comes somebody with some foolishness. Don't let the devil ride. There are people in here with some church hurt. You come from other churches where you've been hurt, but God has been convicting you, knowing that you can't continue to sit in your seat, knowing that you are a big ball of you. You're pregnant with potential, and God wants to use you. You have loved your pastor, and now here you want to serve God, but here comes a roadblock out of nowhere. Don't let the devil ride. When you look at our text this morning, understand that the church at Ephesus, a seaport city, it was a transient paradise. Somebody was always passing through, through Ephesus, strange teaching there in Ephesus. I've been there myself in Turkey. It's a, it's a beautiful place, but, but there are immoral practices there. There are criminal influences there. They, were, they always had to deal with somebody with some strange theology passing through. One of the things you need to know about this text is that when Paul writes this, he's addressing the Christian's character and their conduct. There was some disconnect between the way that they had been taught and the way that they had been acting. They, they were taught one way, but they were living, oh Lord, they were living another way. Can I help you, can I help you understand something? When you are serving God, 
please know that there's always somebody looking at you. I'm not just talking about somebody looking at you here in the sanctuary. I'm talking about people with their eyes on you at Walmart. I'm, I'm talking about people looking at you at the park. I, I, there are always eyes on you. The very individuals who came up here this morning, y'all did a good job, but, but know now that when you come out of the woodwork, there, there's somebody somewhere who has seen you and now you've got eyes on you. Can I help you? you? You need to understand that you don't ever know who knows you. You don't know everybody. You sure don't know everybody who knows you. That sister sure did sing this morning. You, you don't know who knows you now. I, I know you now by, by, by the word that you said when you were up here on the day. I know you now. I know you now. When I saw you ushering on that door, I know you now. You don't ever know who knows you. Since that is the case, you need to mind your manners and your manner is on. Don't allow cynicism to stain you. We can get real cynical when you've been in church all your life. Church folk can make you sick. Don't, don't, don't ever, don't ever, don't ever permit pessimism to pollute your mind. Don't, don't even submit yourself to that negative vibe that off time is in the air. Amen. Rather than pointing your finger at other folk, check the fingers pointing back at you. Check yourself. And Romans chapter 12, stay in the Bible. In Romans chapter 12, verse 9 said, look, 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 let your love be without hypocrisy. Hate, hate evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love, in, in honor, giving preference to other folk, not, not lagging in diligence. Be fervent in the spirit. I'm in the Bible, y'all. Serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope. I'm in the Bible. Be patient in the midst of your tribulation. I'm in the Bible. Continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality, blessing those who persecute you. Bless those who want to curse you. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. And don't set your mind on high things, but associate yourself with the humble, knowing that God will raise you up. Saints, we are at war. We, we, there's a war. That, if they haven't told you yet, well, there's a war going on there. Look at verse number 17. Now, this I say, and I, and I testify in the Lord. He's talking to church folks. I'm telling you, you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their mind. He's saying that since you say that you know Jesus, since, since you sing so well in the choir, since you do such a good job as a deacon, since you are so profound as, as a preacher, he's saying, stop acting like the Gentiles act. Y'all don't know who the Gentiles are, don't you, right? You, you do. You would love to stop, 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 stop acting like you don't know Jesus. Stop, stop acting like you haven't been with him. Stop acting like you haven't prayed to him. Stop acting like he hadn't touched your life. Stop, stop acting like you've never sinned before and ever been forgiven. Stop, stop acting like he's never given you mercy. So you think that you can be merciless. Stop, stop acting. Stop acting like the world is acting. There must be a clear line of demarcation between the saints and the sinners. 
Don't get me wrong. No, I ain't walking on water. Ask my wife. I don't have wings underneath my jacket. All I'm saying is, I know that all that sin that comes short of the glory of God, but you want to have sense enough to know how to get back to it when you mess up. Get impure stuff all the time. You're going to have to be intent. 
intentional about putting the word in your spirit. You're going to have to do like the old song used to be. I know, I know I'm old fashioned from the country, but we still sing, I woke up this morning with my mind. I, I know that, that other stuff, you can't synthesize that. I woke up with my mind stayed on Jesus. I, I'm walking and talking with my mind stayed on. Stayed on Jesus. What about what yourself unto godliness. What he was telling that pastor was, look man, if you want to be godly, you're going to have to practice godly living. For a while, it's going to be strange to you. For a while, it's going to be funny, but you're going to have to create new habits. When you create new habits, then you are reprogramming your mind. It's like playing golf. you got to play all the time so that you can have muscle memory. And when you get muscle memory, when you stand up to the ball, you'll knock it out of the park every time. What God wants you to do is to develop muscle memory. He wants you to talk to him every day. He wants you to read his word every day. He wants you to pray a prayer to him every day. Yes, you can. You can wake up with your mind. How can I wake up with my mind? Stay on Jesus, Reverend. Well, when you wake up in the morning and you, you're lucky, blessed enough to know your name, you ought to tell the Lord thank you. When you can put one foot in front of the other, you ought to tell the Lord thank you. When you shake honey and mama is alive, you ought to tell the Lord thank you. When you go from room to room, I don't care how crazy those knuckleheads are, but when you go from room to room and they're still scrubbing and moving, you ought to tell the Lord thank you. Open your minds to the truth. I, I, amen. Bless your heart. We live in a crazy age now. But people are tweeting and posting all of their business. Look, look here. Before you tweet some stuff, you better talk to God about it. Before you post that mess, you better talk to God about it. Before you press sin, you better talk God. You better talk to God about it. You've got to take and recondition your mind. Amen. James, James. Know this, my, my beloved, that, that every person be quick to hear. Hear what the word of God be. Be slow to speak because you make a fool out of yourself. Slow to anger because once it's out, you can't get it back. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Stop blocking the truth. Amen. Amen. Even if you don't want to hear it right, it's still right. Even if it's convicting, right, it's still right. Come on, amen, amen. Hard heads, and you know what a hard head makes. Amen. Your way, no way, don't lack the truth, amen. Don't allow ignorance to grow up in, in you. It's bad to be ignorant and don't know. You can, you can, you know, you see the root there. The root of the term is ignore. It's bad to ignore righteousness. See, ignorance is when you, when you, when you purposely ignore righteousness. It's, it's ignore. It's when you ignore the signs. Folks want signs. Lord, give me a sign. Lord, let it, let it rain in the front yard and be sunny in the backyard. And then when God gives you a sign, you still asking God, what do you want me to do? God has already directed you in your life. They've been, they've been darkened, and, and the text says that, that they have become, 19, they have become callous and have given themselves up. Look here, the devil didn't do it, you did it on your own. They have given themselves up, you see that, to sensuality, to greedy practices, practicing every kind of impurity. Stop trying to be so hard. 
when you, when you talk about callousness, it's a degenerative condition that, that affects your outward feeling. You can't feel nothing. You, you, you lose your tenderness or your sensitivity. I, I, mean, I, I thank God. Now, now, you might get mad, but I thank God. I thank God he created Eve. Amen. Because, because everything about, about Lisa, I wanted, I wanted to be soft. I want to be soft and lovely. I, 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 want, I, want, I, want, I want to take care of her to the point where every time I show up, she's ready to see me. God has a way of softening us up. The way every time we call on the master, hello somebody, it's a tender, loving, care kind of feeling. Stop being so hard when callousness grows on you. I know somebody just say, Reverend, I'm hard because, because I've been through a whole lot. I understand that, but let the Lord soften your heart. When, 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 when you've been abused so much, I understand that. That can make your heart. I, I got that. When, when, when you're constantly mistreated, I know that can make your heart. I got that. When, when, people, when people you trust and have trusted constantly disappoint you, I know that can make them. Yes, it can. I know that that can make make your heart, but you know what? You can choose to be hard, whether to be hard or not. Oh yes, oh yes, yes you can. Yes, yes, yes you can. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible is clear. First Corinthians 6 says, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit which is in you, which you have from God and you are not your own. That's good news. That's, that's good news. Even though storms come up in my life, that's all right. I am not my own. Even though I have trials and tribulations, that's all right. I am not my own. You might make me cry. That's all right. I am not my own. But the God I serve, he be I belong to him. And, and he's, amen, amen. He's allowed me to now be a part of his family. And since, since I am not my own, the Bible teaches me that I've been bought with a price. And since I've been bought, I have to glorify God in my in my body. I don't have to be a hard man. I don't, you don't have to be a hard sister. Don't allow the devil to ride in your life. Amen. 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 You know, you know what the adversary can do to us? Look, look at the text. You know what he can do when we go after the when we are greedy on every kind of impurity? You do know the text says, but this isn't the way you learned about Jesus. Hello, somebody. It's in the Bible. It's right there in your text. It's right in your hand. This isn't what you learned about Jesus. The adversary, he can attack us and he can tempt us. Yes, he can. He, he will attempt to darken our understanding. Yes, he will. He, he can push honest men to the brink of thievery. Oh, yes, he can. I've seen him take people who were stallions and turn them into jackasses. He can do that. He can attack your peace. Oh, yes, he can. He can weaken your, yes, he can, your witnesses. He, he can, he can take your testimony, and if you let him, he can steal your job. But I, but I have to look at the writer. The writer say, but, but there is truth in Jesus. Look at that. He said, there is truth in Jesus. I was taught that there is truth in Jesus. Truth helps us to maneuver through the maze of ignorance. There's truth in Jesus. Truth is the virtue that allows us to face the falsehood of the adversary. There is truth in Jesus. Why is it and how is it in him? You heard what he said. Jesus said, yeah, I am the way. I'm the truth and I'm the life. No one comes to the Father but God. 
Pray for you. And I'm going to ask God to take that hell out of you. 